Well, this man played 141 games for Perth, 65 for Carlton, 8 for WA. He kicked 542 goals in total. Played in four premierships, 76-77 with Perth and also with 81-82 with Carlton. His name is Peter Bazasto. Hello, Buzz. G'day, boys. And uh, Haggis, uh, you uh, sat in the grandstand and uh, you were very honoured to watch me play all my... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was going to get to all that, Peter. We haven't got time. We haven't got time to start at game one and finish up at 141, as you would like. But one thing I'd like to throw to you, how could you only kick seven in that 1978 grand final? Well, East Perth had the breeze uh, all four quarters, Jimmy, you know that, and uh, we, we did have the tide in the last quarter, uh, yeah. and that's what got us back in the game. <laughs> no, what well, about, I, I went what? to that game, Buzz, I was sitting with my oldest brother Laurie behind the goals at the Claremont end of the mm-hmm. ground, you had a shot hard up against the boundary line, I reckon Alex Hamilton marked it on the line, would I be right? Yeah, that's uh, true, but uh, look, he kicked it straight back to me though, Brad, and uh, you know, I ran, ran around the boundary, uh, put put three or four seats behind me and uh, jumped into the crowd and uh, and kicked a miraculous goal of about 98%, I think it was, out of the 100 uh, that uh, was only between the posts to kick to. Probably in, so, the, in uh, case there's some of the younger demographic, uh, Pete, that sort of saying, what, what are they talking about? In the 1978 grand final, East Perth 11-15-81, Perth... 12-7-79. Bazasto kicked seven, but wet, wet t- it was just a torrential downpour. There were puddles mm. everywhere. Your feet were splashing, but you just waddled your way through it all. Bag seven. I still can't work out to this day. Ian Miller, magic man. We all love him. But why didn't Bazasto win the Simpson medal in a losing Did team? You- did you hear that, Brad? Waddled through the thing. I, 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 You're in shape of those. I knew you'd pick up it on that too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, look, uh, it was a uh, um, very, very strange day. And mm. uh, probably, uh, uh, Kim, we've never seen a day like that again. And, uh, of course, Subiaco Oval cannot uh, be like that anymore up till you know, a couple of years ago because of the drainage, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But yeah. um, it was a sort of torrential downfall. And, uh, uh, look, I, I, again, uh, you know, I played a lot of state footy with Brad and... Uh, you know, you play football, of course, you know, okay for the win, but, um, you know, when you're playing games like state games and grand finals, it's a, it's a game sensational and it gives you, you know, gives people, uh, you know, what the great game of ours is all about. Um, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, pretty good. But look, um, um, it would have been nice to uh, maybe get in front and uh, uh, I think even Ian Miller has said to me a couple of times, Kim, that, yeah. you know, I don't know how uh, uh, you didn't get the uh, the Simpson, but that's, uh, that's history now, but... Uh, Gosh, Kim, it's 42 years yeah, ago now. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and, and you know what's sad about it? That we were all there. We were fairly <laughs> mature. We remember it all. <laughs> uh, hey, Buzz, we're a great side in the 70s, you know, when you look back through the names. Yeah. You can run, run them off for us. But also your junior level, you came through with quite a good few good, very good players who went on to be household names in, in WA footy. Well, I, um, I come through the junior system with uh, a bloke called Morris Embley, uh, Brad, and uh, he's Andrew's father, of course, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Morris was a fantastic player, about uh, six foot one, six foot two. But unfortunately, uh, and I tell uh, uh, Andrew this a lot, that your old man was a lot better player than you. But uh, he would have been uh, sensational, uh, Morris. But uh, I come through with uh, Alan Montgomery, uh, you know, through the system uh, uh, there, Brad, and uh, you know, Robbie, Robbie Wiley, of course. Uh, you know, no introduction there with Robbie. Uh, such a uh, you know, terrific um, um, uh, well, premiership player for Richmond and for Perth, of course, as well. And uh, 
probably one of the most unluckiest players, uh, uh, Kim, never to win a, win a stand-over medal. And I think there's, we, we know, and we've been through it before, I think part of the reason why Robbie finally thought, oh, I'm going to go in the VFL, I think the year before he went, yeah. he was probably robbed yeah. of a stand-over. All the, all the goals and all the big possessions he got against Claremont that season to not get yeah. a, a, a stand-over vote will stay with Peter Bezasto, because I'm sure we'll talk to Robbie somewhere into the near future, Buzz. Well, just quickly on that one, with your flamboyance and, and the, the exciting way you played the game, did you ever have any of your coaches sort of request or suggest you tone it down in any way? Look, I think so, but I took no notice of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, there's, there's many, many great stories, uh, Brad and, uh, and Kim, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the relationship between Ken Armstrong, a mm. uh, terrific coach at Perth, mm. And, mm. Uh, and myself and a couple of other players. And, Kim, I was the youngest player in uh, in that uh, sort of era. Then uh, you, you're talking about uh, blokes like Loss and Inman and yeah, Cook and yeah. uh, you know Jeff Watt and uh, you know Murray Cooper and Robbie Wiley, as I mentioned. You know, uh, all Hellside players then. They were sort of maybe four or five, six years older than me at the time. And uh, you know, I think that uh, grand final is over '77. I was I was only 19, and yeah. the rest of them were 24, 25. You see, mm. and uh, you know, I sort of come through that uh, that system where um, Armstrong, I think, uh, really. Um, Held me back, but needless to say, in '77, uh, Kim, I kicked nearly you know, seventy goals from the half forward line. But you started, uh, but that, you started on the bench in the grand final. You kicked seventy. Yeah, um, what happened we there? Had, um, we, we had three hamstring problems that day, Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie, Chrissy, Mitsopoulos, and myself. And um, uh, I was the one. I, I think I, I um, uh, hoiked it in the second semi final against East Perth, and. Uh, you know what hamstrings was like in those days, mm, Brad. It took mm. me eight weeks or nine weeks to get over the bloody things, you see. So, mm, uh, mm. but uh, you know that that was the why that I sat on the bench, and of course, uh, you know that fantastic victory over Eastern Mantle that year when Brian Peake had uh, had the um, the broken arm, Kim, and uh, you know yeah. we uh, probably uh, you know just uh, ran away with the game every quarter, and uh, you know it was a fantastic effort, and um, you know we went in virtually, as you know, Kim, with the same side the next year. Yeah, uh, just the three changes, 76. Yeah, in 78, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Not, so you not a lot in 76 and 77, yeah. correct? And then yeah. a lot, not a lot in 70, 78. The only one, I think, was that, uh, that retired was Colin Loss, Kim. You know, yeah. and he uh, he never um, captained the next year, which I think would have been a three-peat, which mm. the 66, 7 and 8 uh, per side... Uh, um, but longingly, uh, you know, it's very protective against that particular three feet that they had, uh, you know, 10 years before us. But was a ma- magical career at Perth, but you went to Carlton and you're only there a short time, but geez, you had an impact. And two premierships in those uh, 65 games and you got the goal and the mark of the year in 1981. Which was better? Um, well, you, know, you say about... Uh, you know these uh, awards, Brad. But um, you know, but the, the main thing that I uh, worry about, and of course, uh, you know, a lot of other people do, is um, you go into the side that um, you know where you think you're going to play in a premiership. And over the last uh, four or five, ten years, uh, Kim, I've actually listened to a lot of these champion uh, superstar players that uh, either never played in a grand final or never won a grand final. And of course, they keep coming back to the situation where they say, "Well, uh, gee, I wish I was playing in a you know a semi final, a final, or a grand final." and uh, I had the lucky uh, opportunity to, um, to, to to do everything. Um, you know, I went into a fantastic side. I went acro- across the um, uh, Nullar Ball with a bloke called Ken Hunter, you know, reasonable mm. player, Kim. So, <laughs> uh, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, fantastic player, Kenny Hunter. And um, we probably, bad at that time, shored um, Carlton's half-forward line-up and half-back line. Because, um, you know, there's a very famous story that goes around when they, when they actually signed... Uh, uh, David Parkin, and uh, we were both coming the next year, Ken and I, and uh, David rang uh, uh, Kenny Hunter and said, Ken, uh, look, David Parkin here, would you like to come over 
uh, early, get used to the tradition, history and culture of this great club. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to try on this half-back line, Brad, uh, Bruce Dool, Val Perovic and, of oh. course, Ken Hunter. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Kenny said, I'm, I'm over there straight away, coach. Fantastic. He rang me the next day and he said, Buzz, I believe you want to come over and I want you to come over and get used to the tradition, history and uh, and tradition of the club. And he said, I want to try you on a half a forward line of Wayne the Dominator, Johnson, Mark McClure and yourself. Is it true and, though that um, is it true though that Ken Hunter ran back the next day and said, "Please don't make me drive across the Nullarbor with Buzz"? <laughs> <laughs> or if we do, can we have an open air car? <laughs> I, I think I think Ansett was going back. <laughs> 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 well, and what about you've touched on uh, Pete, Ken Armstrong, David Park, yep. and Mel Brown? You yep. played under at Perth, and I th- suspect double jointed question here that Brown might have even influenced you to come back to Perth. After just your three years at Carlton, was any one of those more influential on Peter Bazasto, Armstrong, Park and Brown? Uh, Ian Miller was the person that got me back to... Uh, okay. Ian was coaching uh, yep. Perth at that stage, and mm-hmm. uh, I think Brownie was a year or two later. Yep. So, uh, you got rubbed no, out, though, um, didn't you, the end of 83? Was that part uh, of Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, again, I probably should have should have gone back, but, uh, you know... Uh, uh, put my hand through a plate glass window. Kenny, That's right. Yeah. A, yeah, I think I've still got a, a clip of uh, of you writing a story on it, and yeah. uh, you know, it took me about six months to uh, to sort of get that right. And I was ready to start, the, you know, for the next season. But uh, you know, something silly I did, uh, you know, at the end of the nineteen eighty four season. But um, under a lot of pressure at that stage, Kim, I think you remember the, the story that I was going to go back to Carlton mm. and uh, uh, played in a state game with Brad on the uh, on the um, Saturday in uh, in South Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was I was going east, uh, Brad, as you know, and uh, but uh, you know the two clubs, of course, couldn't come to an agreement on uh, on a, um, a clearance fee. Uh, and don't forget, uh, Kim, they'd already had a hundred thousand from me, uh, you know, from, the, from when they cleared me in 1981 because I was contracted for another year at mm-hmm. Perth, mm-hmm. and um, they wanted apparently this is what I was told years later that uh, Perth wanted twenty five thousand for the rest of the year clearance, but Carlton Moroney uh, wanted to pay twenty. Wow. So for five thousand dollars, I think that you know it cost me for sort of going back to yeah. uh, to Melbourne and play maybe um, you know in in another uh, uh, grand final side or a premiership side that that may have been because I think eighty four that Carlton had a pretty good year as well, but uh, yeah. they just wanted to you know to make sure that uh, you know that. Uh, uh, you leave no one, no stone unturned, don't you, to, to win a grand final? But that never happened, of course. And uh, come back, and, and Brad and I again played in uh, about four weeks later. I think Brad was the uh, great game against uh, uh, Victoria in the um, in the carnival game uh, and uh, in the state side. And uh, you know, just just absolutely fantastic to play in those sort of games. And I spoke to a you know a radio station this morning, and they said this exactly the same thing. What would you like to do with um, state of origin football? Well, in those days, Kim and Brad, you know, you've really set your um, talents against the best footballs in Australia, didn't we? And uh, yeah. it was an absolute sensation to play in those, in those games. And we had 50,000, 53,000 people, uh, you know, wagging, uh, wagging work, Brad, or uh, wagging school. <laughs> school mm-hmm. yeah. Great games in that era. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, uh, we've asked our listeners to start with this morning, and we're going to get more. There's plenty more to bring back. Uh, the best aerialist, and you're part of that, Marks, that they've seen. Haggis has thrown up. Liam Ryan's got a lot of traction with the local boys. Um, but that mark of the year back in 80, was there a story to that? Did someone take one the week before or a couple of weeks before? There's a great story, yes. Um, Kenny Hunter, yeah, there's that name again. And uh, you, you know as well as I do, Kim, he was a sensational area. There was mm, uh, yeah. Kenny Hunter. I remember playing against him at Claremont. I think it may have been the last uh, 
last game we played against each other, and he took eighteen or twenty marks in the game. And uh, they weren't uh, they weren't these marks they take now, Brad, on, on their own twenty five mm-hmm. metres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ken Hunter was one of these guys that just flew into a pack and had such a fantastic read of the game. Um, it was just uh, it was just amazing, and and really, Kim and Brad, I, I've got no uh, qualms in saying I, I, I may have played with one of the best players of all time. And, mm. um, you know, because he, he was just that good of a player. I saw, you know, all, all 65 games that I played, uh, you know, Kenny virtually played in all of them. And, uh, mm. you know, just to see his courage and, um, you know, his reading of the play. And I just mentioned a halfback line that would r- virtually rival any, um, you know, halfback line in history. Uh, you know, Bruce Dool is in the, the team of the century, of course, and uh, Kenny Hunt is in the team of the century for Carlton, and Val Perrigan was such a great player as well. So I've got no qualms uh, in saying that Ken Hunter was... Uh, one of the best players, but he was a terrific aerialist and um, he took a scream of the week before uh, Kim and, uh, you know, I was sitting in the grandstand. I, I had a week off because of, I think I had uh, long service leave and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd already played a dozen games. So uh, I had to get some long, long service leave in Brad. So I took the night off. <laughs> I took the day off and, and, uh, I was, McClure was actually alongside me in the, in the stand and he said, well, that's fixed the mark of the year up, Buzz. And I looked across to him and said, don't worry about it. So ah. I'll fix that up next week. <laughs> would you believe, you know, the, the, the opportunity against the big Johnny Moss had come and uh, flew into the air. And, uh, you know, you know the, the story about that, Brad, uh, you know, took the mark. And uh, in those days, you know, you had to do all the teamwork and team things. And the runner comes screaming out to me, you're off. You're off, and I thought, oh no, what have I done? I've broken team rules here, you know, because David Parkin was such a, uh, you know, a strategist and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, you know, I got near the boundary line. I'm thinking to myself, geez, what have I done here? And gosh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll, you know, don't let the team down. And thought, well, David Parker's going to give me a rip into it, but it wasn't David Parker when I handed the phone, Brad. It was a Melbourne Airport. You know, can they keep out of the airspace? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boom, boom. Hey, Buzz. Brilliant chatting to you. Got plenty of callers to get back to, but just before we let you go, mate, because there's a massive Perth fan wants to say good day to you. Hello, Muzz, we're at Beckenham. Yeah, good day, Pete. How are you, mate? Good day, Muzz. How are you? You know me, Gunny from Kenwick. Yes. Yeah, mate. I was in You're the Rafa there in the early 2000s. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Yes. That's it, mate. Yeah. And um, you did it sports night with Jacko and Chopper Reed at the Stonyfa Winery. I don't know if you remember this, but I was betting through a Don Badman print. I got out bit on the night. But you come and see me after the show. We had a chat for the night. So you come and see me at the hotel next morning. We've got another one for you. I got a photo of your boys and you signed it for me. Remember that? Oh, that's right, mate. Yeah. No, that's uh, the old Chopper Reed, mate. The... You know, we did, uh, what, probably six or seven years of that, Muzz, and, uh, you know, very, very interesting times, of course. But, um, yeah, no, uh, uh, Chopper's been gone about seven years now, uh, Muzz, so, uh, you know, and uh, old Jacko is still going, and I'm sure Brad and uh, uh, Kim will, will speak to Jacko. I believe Brad, he's stuck in uh, uh, Western Australia, he's been here for about four weeks and can't get back to Victoria. Oh, dearie me, yeah. So, <laughs> good on you, Muzz. Thanks for that. I was going to say, Thanks, you, won't, you won't get the three of them together again. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, Buzz, thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. We could talk to you all day as we could, Malcolm Brown. We really appreciate it. And uh, there's, plenty, there's a new, just quickly, there's a new number four uh, Carlton uh, sort of montage out. Is it, is it not with you and uh, Kernahan? Yes, yes. And uh, I've uh, I've got to stick signing them right now, actually, uh, Brad. So, uh, uh, Carlton, I think you probably, uh, Tim and uh, yourself, know that uh, uh, the disaster that's happened with my wife and I over the last, uh, you know, 12 months. But, uh the club uh, through sort of sticks and, and David Parkin and Jezza have, uh, you know, sort of come to the party and signed a couple of little um, memorabilia things for me, Brad. And, uh, 
uh, Kernahan's been such a uh, you know help to me as well. So we've got this montage out with the both of us, and our careers are on there. And uh, you know, if anyone wants, uh, you know, a, a signed one of Sticks and I, um, you know, give the six uh, PR wing. They've always been fantastic to me, six PR. So uh, you know, looking forward to that one to come out. But uh, thanks very much, boys. It's been fantastic. Really enjoyed that. And uh, as you said before, Kim, we could talk for hours on yeah. the, the old footy, can't we? Because uh, you know, it's such a great era of, of football that we come through. Brad and I and all the others. Uh, that, you know, played in state footy that, uh, you know, hope we can get back to this uh, this football, um, you know, after this, uh, we complete this virus. Good stuff. Peter Buzz Bazasto, 